Vegas Fever podcast. Um, Jason and Paula here with you doing an episode, uh, basically reviewing now the last round series. Golden Knights prevail. Um, take four straight games from Colorado. Uh, do something that most people didn't think that they were able to do. The last time we spoke, it was 2 nothing. The Golden yep. Knights looked terrible in game one. Uh, that was a 7-1 uh, shellacking. Um, <laughs> that was the Robin Leonard game. And then the Golden Knights, since that game, have looked, you know, looked really good. They lost in overtime uh, in game two, but they look better. And then it just kind of took off from there. I think Colorado thought that they were in control. And, and, you know, up two games to none, you are in control. But the series didn't really start until the teams got to T-Mobile Arena and the environment was incredible. Yep. So loud. So loud on multiple times. In fact, you know, Colorado players and coaches couldn't communicate. And that's that's a really loud building. I think it was like 130 decibels. That's really, you know, at times, which is, which is deafening. and it really speaks to the way this franchise and the city have a bond and love each other. Mm -hmm. And it's been that way since day one, uh, the golden Knights will move on to the semifinal. So basically the final four of hockey for the third time in their four year existence. And Pete DeBoer has done it twice the last two years, technically. So, um, I I really like when I'm wrong when it comes to this team. <laughs> and you were. And I like that. I'm okay. I'll go down with that because as critical as I am, I'm also a fan. I mean, a few episodes ago, you're like, I just don't like the direction the playoffs are going. If they beat the first round, they're not going to beat Colorado. And I mean, you were just already negative Nancy from before the playoffs officially even started. I, I, I didn't mean to be negative Nancy, but I hated that. I hated the matchup against Minnesota. I, I hated it. I, I thought that was a terrible matchup, and I thought Colorado was worse. And I'm, the more I looked at it... Yeah, you were more worried about Colorado. Than... We, we were at the beach, and we had to, you know, we were, you were doing your bracket. Yeah. And you're like, they're going to beat Minnesota, they're going to beat Colorado. And when I looked at that, yes, my wife, well, again, again, for another year, a postseason, she is right. Okay, and she was right last year. She was right the, the first, first year. year. Nobody was right the second year. We just don't talk about that. So we're sitting at the beach, and I have you, you, we we have to get our bracket in by five o'clock that day because you know the first game's going to start. It was like Washington and Boston or some crap. So my wife says they're going to beat Minnesota. I didn't see that because they were there. Now historically means means Jack in the playoffs, but. The Golden Knights hadn't won a regular a regulation game in St. Paul ever. You know, uh, what, what was that, 11, 12, 13 tries, whatever it was. It, it just, I mean, they had a couple of overtime victories, but mostly losses. I didn't like that. And the fact that they went up 3-1 and blew it pissed me off more because that's a, that's a Golden Knight move. We've seen that. that. That is a Vegas move. They blew the series almost. 
Had Max Pacioretty not come back in game seven of round one, I don't think we're having this conversation. I really don't. That all the energy, all the momentum was with the wild. And the Golden Knights found a way. And I didn't like them coming in to Denver the first two games, and they looked like absolute crap in game one. They had a seven-game series. Colorado had a week off after sweeping St. Louis. Mm-hmm. I hated that matchup worse than I hated the Minnesota matchup. Yeah. And they went down 2-0, and I was about to toot my horn. I thought we were going to do the next podcast. It was going to be a sweep or a five, you know, a five game series. Why would you toot your own horn? That's your team. Why is that something just over the fact you were right? No, because as a because we do this show, and I like to be right, but I also <laughs> like to be I also like to be wrong when it comes to our team, teams that I like. But you just said you were going to toot your own horn. I can toot my own horn, you know, if that happens. But I could also, I, so the fact that I was, I was wrong is okay, you know, because they ended up winning. I just didn't like anything about playing either one of these two teams. Now I feel so much better about them, you know, di- you know, dismantling these teams the first two round rounds because Montreal, I mean, I think. Do I even want to say it? I, mean, I think I think Vegas can handle Montreal. I'm sure they can. I mean, the disparity in 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 home ice arenas is like one thing. You could talk about it for forever. Only you can only have 2,500 people right now in Canada at those arenas. So you're going to go from 18, 19,000 to that. I mean. If Montreal gets behind in the series, I don't see him coming back. And that's because the two different styles of play, you know, are, you know, again, Montreal plays a much slower game than Vegas mm-hmm. does. Vegas is going to go up and down the ice, and Montreal has not seen that. They've played in their I mean, own division you all just year. You it yourself, though. You know, the playoffs, anything can happen. It's true. And Montreal is hot I mean, right now. Right, I mean, they They've made it just seven. as far as the Knights have. They've so. won seven games in a row. They won the last three games of the Toronto series when they were down 3-1. They came back and won that series, and then they swept Winnipeg. They've won seven games in a row. They're a great hockey team. Carey right. Price is their goaltender. Carey Price is a really good goaltender. Like, I mean, we, we saw Philip Grubauer do some really crazy, amazing things. Mm-hmm. Carey Price is really, really good. He's about Marc-Andre Fleury's age. These are a couple of guys going back in time. And there hasn't been a Canadian team win the Stanley Cup since 1993. Right. It's been all, and it was them. It was Montreal. So, yeah, wow. I, I think you're going to see a good series. Vegas has the home ice advantage. They get that extra game. Um, I feel so much relief. I think a lot of Vegas fans do too that the first two rounds are over because. Look, you can't take anything for granted because it's only halfway done. But those two rounds was like a, it was a tough, a, a gladiator matchup. It was tough, know? especially the last round. You know, I didn't. I think thought that, that it was going to go the full. Yeah. Um, was seven games. Seven, yeah. But I was really just relieved that they won. You know, and got it over with <laughs> you know a lot of times most of the time we don't get to see the game till the next day because you know uh, we you know we live on the east coast and yeah. it's 
it, it, you know, the last couple of games have been kind of, um, you know, it's always in the back of, you know, it's always in the back of my mind, just thinking about like, if they won, what happened. And then when we finally get the news, um, that's why I don't like tweet about it that much, you know, cause it's kind of, it's done already, you know, by the time we see the end of the game, it's over. Mm-hmm. So, you know, if we get a chance to watch the game, um, live, uh, you know, I do a little bit tweeting. It's not, it, it'll, it'll be a little bit easier this time. So the series starts Monday, which is my birthday. Um, it'll start on Monday in Vegas and it'll go every other day. And yeah, the games in the games in Canada will be on at eight o'clock our time. That's and the games in Vegas will be on at nine our time. So we'll be able to watch a little, but, um, you know, and then, you know, some will, if some fall on a Friday or Saturday or something, you know, whatever the case may be. Um, what I really, you know, what, what really changed the series was the fact that once the series got to Las Vegas, the team, you know, the Knights didn't allow Colorado to do what they did in Denver. They made, so the Avalanche are a very, very fast team. And their first line, mm-hmm. you know, with, uh, you know, Rantanen and Landeskog and uh, Makar, real fast guys. And if you l- allow them to skate around you, they will. And that's exactly what they did in game one and game two, basically, more so in game one. And using the, you know, generating some, you know, crowd, you know, some fight from their crowd, they were able to turn the tide. They made Colorado work harder in games three four you know five and six mm-hmm. um and you know pete DeBoer made some changes um he had no choice when ryan reeves got suspended um and that actually was i mean i i think it was kind of a blessing um you know if you know you really want to look at it because well, we've been over this the last few sessions is you're not really a Ryan Reeves fan at the moment. So I mean I think he takes away sometimes. He actually was a little bit subdued and he a little was. bit tame since the suspension. And I think that it was it was better. Um once he you know, he had to calm it down. So it was you know, it was better. He you know, probably, you know, the coaching staff had a talk with him. I'm sure the league obviously had a talk with him. But you know, we, you know, Matthias Yanmark was able to get back into mm-hmm. the series. Which I was surprised about. I was surprised as well. Uh, I didn't think we'd see him again. And he was able to use Keegan Kolsar. He was able on that fourth line. He was able to use Patrick Brown. He was able to use Dylan Sakura. He was able to, you know, the Golden Knights at, at the AHL and the NHL level have a fantastic have fantastic rosters, mm-hmm. and. You know, you add Alex Petrangelo, who had a fantastic series. That's exactly why you pay him $8.8 million right there, because the man knows how to perform in the playoffs. It took him a little while to get going, but he was a a star in the series. He had a ton of block shots. He had a couple of goals. He had assists. He was everywhere. That, I mean, you put him, you know, on a line with Shea Theodore or, you know, Alec Martinez or whoever it is, you know, Braden McNabb, whoever is his partner, and it, it just works. He's he was really, really good. I mean, Jonathan Marsh, so where he scored five, six goals, yeah, had a hat trick, yeah, hat trick. which was amazing. Yeah. And 
did you say scored? But you're like, oh, finally he did something. He hasn't done anything. I mean, no, Keegan Colesar scored. No, not him. William Carrier? No. Scored? No. Um... Shea Theodore has a. Oh yeah, that was him. Well, he got a he had a couple of assists. Right, but well, you said he hasn't done anything. He hasn't, and on the broadcast, on the national broadcast, you can you can hear them talking about how he hasn't he hasn't really done much. But that line of you know the misfit line, Carlson, Riley Smith, and Jonathan Marsh, so have Carlson scored come alive. He scored a couple times. Like three or and, four. And times. Riley Smith scored and Marsha So was just was just throwing pucks in the net. It was it was crazy how that line through the first four years of existence has been, you know, their rock and is coming alive again and is doing, you know, being the line that they need. In addition to, you know, Pacioretty, Stevenson Stone, I mean they have, you know, Alex Tuck is a great hockey player. You know, he's a really good hockey player. And he's on a third line. I mean, that's this team. That's how good this team is. He's on the heat. I mean, I mean, he could he could be a first or second line guy. You know. So what was your favorite moment from this series that just ended? Just the the just the one the, favorite the, moment. The fans. Just the building. Mm-hmm. T-Mobile Arena. That's I mean, just you know, like mic drop. You know, I mean, just it speaks for itself. There was a couple of times where, you know, the Golden Knights scored mm-hmm. and Colorado was out of sorts. One play was when Riley Smith hit the post mm-hmm. and everybody thought it was in, including Philip Grubauer and a couple of defensemen for the Colorado Avalanche, but it wasn't in. And then it ended up being in the net a couple seconds later because just because yeah. of that split moment. Because you can't even think straight. Exactly. And it happened a few times and it was just. They make a difference, and they're going to be a difference maker in this series. And this is to get to the Stanley Cup. This is essentially the conference final. It's a little bit different because of, you know, the divisions realigned a little bit right. for COVID, which will go back to normal next year, which is great news for the Golden Knights because they kill it against the Pacific and the teams that are naturally in the Pacific Division. And you'll add Seattle next year, but the teams that are in their division, that's your that, that that's your that's your second team, isn't it? The Kraken. I'm excited. <laughs> I was thinking about making mine the Hurricanes because we live right here. You know, Ugh, they suck. I know, but they're right here. You know, because if you ever cause if you ever want to go see a hockey game, you know, they're like the closest team. Yeah. You know. Their stadium and the food at the stadium sucks. But they need an upgrade. Therefore, they are not like team. I was kind of hoping that Carolina would, you know, uh, advance. Uh, Tampa beat them. I was hoping that they would advance and, you know, we would possibly get a, um, you know, Hurricanes, maybe Golden Knights final, and then we'd be able to go, uh, potentially. It'll be uh, the New York Islanders and the Tampa Bay Lightning in the other final. Interesting. If Gallant becomes the coach of the Rangers, they might be my team. I think Gerard Gallant's going to get the Ranger job. Right. I think that's the consensus among so we'll um, amongst a lot of people. Um, Columbus made a hire uh, in their coaching staff, and you have a couple of jobs open. But I th- he's interviewed. He's going to interview again, I believe. Maybe I'll get like a night Kraken Ranger jersey. I like did. a triple. <laughs> What's your jersey, man? What you got there? Oh, I got three different. I got three different teams uh, on my. Yeah, you can't tell three different ones. That's right. It'll look like one of those European soccer jerseys because they got all these different colors. 
on there. You'd have to, you'd have to Google that. I'll get right on it. But something else that fascinated me was the environment at the, at the Nassau Coliseum um, during Islander games. I mean, if that's the final Vegas and the Islanders, two really good buildings. I mean, it's a really, it's a smaller venue because it's older. Yes, it's very old. And they just pack them in and they're loud. It has nothing to do with them from being from New York. But but (laughs) it's just like, they're they're like right on top of you. And, and, and they, and they chant during the game. Like, it's crazy. Well, you, crazy I, you've environment. Never been there, no, I and I am so sad that I have not I've seen a bunch of stuff there. It is so it, just watching it on TV, you know, is chilling, you know, to me. You know. Um, so I guess what we're gonna have is they're gonna start announcing some of the awards. Monday too, right? Yeah, so they're gonna start with Monday. Um, and I'm trying to pull it up here. What? The nominees? Oh, here it is. Okay. So starting Monday, uh, they're going to start announcing some of the awards. A uh, couple Golden Knights involved. So Monday will be the King Clancy Memorial Trophy, uh, which uh, P.K. Subban is a nominee for. He's actually retiring, and he's going to be at a, a, an announcer. Uh, he's going to work for he's going to work for some network doing hockey. Um, the fifteenth is the Masterson Memorial Trophy, which Patrick Marlowe is up for. Um, the Willie O'Ree Community Hero Award will be Wednesday. The Jack Adams Award, which uh, Pete DeBoer is not involved with. Um, the Selkie Trophy will be Friday, which Mark Stone is a nominee for. And Saturday is the Lady Bing, which no Golden Knights are up for. Um, It looks like during the Stanley Cup final, the Venza Trophy will be announced. It's like one of the last awards. Mm. And that's the one that Flurry is involved in. Right. Um, And, you know, after seeing Philip Grubauer, you know, I wouldn't. He could win that. He could win the award, too. And, you know, Andre Vasilevsky of the Lightning is the other guy. But they're going to start announcing these awards. And I think it's it's great that we have a couple of Golden Knights um, involved. And we'll definitely hope that a couple of them, you know, take home the trophies. For the broadcast, it looks like we're going to get – so last series it was Kenny Albert and Eddie Olchek uh, with Brian Boucher inside the glass. It looks like they're going to – send them to the East and have them do that series. We're going to get John Forsland, which is going to be the new Seattle Kraken announcer, mm-hmm. uh, Joe Micheletti and Pierre Maguire uh, inside the glass. I like Pierre Maguire. People don't like Pierre Maguire. Like they, you know, most like golden Knights fans, you know, that, that I hear from on Twitter, mm-hmm. you know, that you read about, they don't like, NBC at all. And it's going to, and, you know, and the coverage is going to change because, you know, they're going to go to ESPN uh, and Turner, I think is going to split, but um, <laughs> people don't like Pierre and I think he's great. 
you know. What's the problem with Pierre? I don't. Is he French? No, well, I mean, I'm sure he is, but, you know, I guess maybe he always hasn't, you know, he doesn't always call the action, like, fair, maybe, to the Golden Knights. You know, maybe they're a little bit pro other teams, okay. like, East Coast-wise. Um, I don't really understand it, but. I think he's really good and it'll be nice to get a change. Um, an interesting conference final. Yes. Um, for the Golden Knights. Any UNLV news? Yeah, they signed a guy. Um, they signed a tall guy. Tall guy? Yeah, a, a seven footer. Wow. Uh, he played at San Francisco, I think, the University of San Francisco last year. Um, and he's the final scholarship. Uh, James Hampshire uh, joins the Run and Rebel team. Seven foot one. Oh, from Pacific. Sorry, not San Francisco. Close. Pacific. Um, and he's a, he's a grad transfer. He has two years of eligibility. So it was kind of a like a like a dud, because uh, that's like the last signing, you know. They're able to get, um, I think we talked about Bryce Hamilton's coming back. He took that second to the last scholarship and then this guy. So uh, this guy's just insurance because, I mean, he's big, but Kevin Kruger recruited a lot of front court players already. Um, when he started recruiting, he got a couple of big guys already. This guy is just kind of maybe like a, you know, some 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 other big uh, fella to practice against. Right. Um I don't know how much he didn't really see a whole lot of action in his uh, time at Pacific. Um, UNLV was supposed to play Pacific, but that game was canceled because of a COVID case. We then we would have been able to, you know, have something on this guy. But I like their team. I think that they've got some. They got they've they've got some defense. Uh, they've got some. They've got some offensive shooting weapons. They've upgraded. Big time. And you could tell they've upgraded big time because the guys that TJ Otzelberger had last year that all left, like all 10 or 11 of them, they went to schools that you freaking never heard of, basically. What, I don't know why you expected anything else. That means that he recruited a bunch of garbage. He recruited players That's that didn't belong at UNLV. That's not what it means. Is they didn't perform well at UNLV. So you as a school, why would you take them? Well, I think that he had a vision. He had a way he wanted to go, and it wasn't really just, working. Right, like you don't like TJ. Also, burger. It's it's two patties and uh, special sauce, and uh, and then what happens is you pull a patty out, you know, and then and then you throw it away because he leaves. You know what I mean? That, that's dumb. I don't know where I was going with wow. that. It's one of those uh, you take it to go because he left. You know what I mean? You get it? You take. I'll, I'll take a Otto Burger to go. But um, uh, that's that where I was. Terrible. That's where I was trying yeah, to go with terrible, it. We'll, we'll, terrible, terrible dad we'll, joke. We'll put that, that on the top it. of the list <laughs> of dad jokes. No, that was a bad joke. Hey, you want an Otto Burger, son? What's an Otto Burger? I don't know. You take it to go because he usually leaves after you know ten minutes. Um, <laughs> I, I don't really know what his background is, but I didn't think the TJ Hire was bad at the time. I, I I think that they upgraded. I wasn't crazy about the Kevin Hire. I got 
I, well, I, I liked it fa- more. Father is well, well that that guys. is part of the deal. I don't need Lon to be on the side. I don't need Lon to be on the sideline. Just Lon living in Henderson is a trim, is a crazy advantage. That means you have no confidence in the coach. No, himself. I do because no, because then, said, no no no, no. because then he hired were, a staff. He hired a staff right after that that made me very confident because I like the staff. That he hired. You were not crazy about because he had no experience. But then it's it's a one piece of the puzzle. A UNLV fan, I, I always will be. Just because you know you're not crazy about something doesn't mean you can't come around. I didn't I was I was worried about it at first because he had no experience. We've been down that road before with the you with this university and no experience. I'm not a fan. I thought they should have went after at for, for at first. I thought they should have went after a guy with some experience head coaching somewhere. But I'm okay with it now. But I'm okay with it now. So we'll just see what happens. I think this team, if they can get to some kind of postseason tournament, I'd be very happy. I I think I think the lesser you know you know lesser tournament, the NIT, would be great for this team first year. I don't think they're gonna make the NCA in the first year. He's laid a, a, a foundation, I could tell you, similar to his father. That is similar. Don't you expect anything different? No, but I'm glad because his father laid a great foundation and it was shot to shit. You know, look, we can go over that. We, we have. M- I, m- right. Many times. <laughs> not, and, not only that. And, and hold podcast, on, we will. We will. That ever since he left, so, and for years. So. April 1st, 2011. You're it was not a joke. Sick in the head. It was not an April Fool's joke. Well, it'll I'm be excited. November soon enough. You know, we'll you know we'll be. Able I'm to excited that out. to see how his new team does. I mean, yeah. maybe a little better. The schedule good. is a little bit tough on him, though. I'm not going to lie about that. You say that every year. No, the schedule is. I mean, it's it's upgraded. Like uh, the schedule was, it, you know, it was kind of put together by Altsburg. You know, because you're getting. I mean, they're going to play a tournament at T-Mobile. You know, and they're probably going to see, you know, Arizona, Michigan. I mean, that's tough, you know, and I believe they play SMU, which is a tough team. They play in Texas. You're going to see UCLA this year. You're going to have some good non-conference games, different from the Menzies years and, you know, kind of even different from the TJ Altsberg a couple of years. You're not, I mean, the school hasn't scheduled like this since Dave Rice. So it's going to be a little bit tough on him. Like like lumps, he will take. He will take a, a beating. But they won't lose all those games. And they will surprise some people. And they will... Lon's first couple years, and I don't want to compare him to his father, but it's it's natural and it's going to happen. So, we, so here we go. His first couple years were average. His first couple years, he was building the foundation. I know. Then, boom, Sweet 16. Why? Because he built something, and it he, he planted seeds, and they grew. Yeah, I mean, if Kevin decides to stay, I mean, the problem is nobody ever stays long enough to do anything. So, I feel he'll stay. I mean, I was glad when Menzies left, or when he got fired, because he just stinked. And Desiree Reed-Francois could not oh wait God. to fire that motherfucker. Sorry. 
He couldn't wait to fire him. She, she, she fired him. She could not wait. She did it. It was like, it was like right after the season. Hey, Marvin, over here, please. Yeah, pack your bags. You're leaving. She hired her guy. Now, her guy left, so she's off the hook with him. If he gets fired, that makes her look bad. But he took a better conference job. I don't even know how. Yeah. He took a better job, so that makes her look good. This hire could make her like, like be the best AD in the country. She's already been named to other jobs, which she hasn't taken. She's a good athletic director. This could make her like one of the premier athletic directors this higher because she took a guy who went here father coached came back wants to be here maybe stays long term let's say hopefully that's a winner you know that's a winner you know the game is different for UNLV than it was five years ago because you have the Golden Knights and you have the Raiders and you have more teams coming how is UNLV going to be competitive they got to be competitive ticket wise promotion wise and they have to put product on the court that's worth a damn Butts in the seats are the name of the game. This is this is a collegiate athletic university. You, that's all you have. Mm-hmm. You're not going to make a ton of money off jersey sales and TV <laughs> contracts yeah. like the like the professional leagues do. You need to win. I think he's going to get support from day one because of the name and that he went here. He's going to get support. 18,000? I don't think so. Not right away. But you will see more people in the seats than you have. It would be nice to see. It would be nice to see and hear Rebel fans loud and proud of the game. Bring back some of that spirit that's been gone since his father left because fucking Dave Rice pissed on it and then nobody else has done anything since. You know, Dave tried. I'm very did convinced he that he did. He did. He just, he wasn't, he was not a head coach before. He always watched head coaches. That's my problem with hiring a non-head coach before. But you have to start somewhere. And Dave Rice went, Dave Rice went to UNLV, right? So here we go again. He was a bench player. Yes, he was. But he won a national championship on the bench. Yeah. Wow. Right. So you hire him and then look what happens. The athletic director at the time only fired Dave Rice from pressure from supporters of the university to do so. Otherwise, she would have not fired him. And she fired him at the wrong time. Yes. I mean, this is like a book. It's like a it's like a reoccurring movie. Mm-hmm. You know? It's like a series that never ends. Yes. UNLV. What's going to happen this year? You know? How are they going to F this up? You know, but I think they got it right. And in the fall, we'll see. It'll be it'll be pretty exciting because you'll have, you know, Golden Knights, UNLV, same time. You know, so that it'll be a lot, you know, more to talk about. Um, a lot more to write about. You yeah. know, the Mountain West Wire wants me to do like play, you know, like each player, like do a little thing, like a bio. Yeah, like a you know, a little bit about them. Um, you know, so that'll probably be starting, you know, over the summer, you know, mm-hmm. you know, do one guy a week. Um, and that'll be a real cool thing to do. 
I'm just I'm so excited for the Vegas series uh, against Montreal, and I really think that they've got a super duper good chance to get to the Stanley Cup. Mm-hmm. And Tampa's the Tampa's the Cup winner; they're the champ, and they're still in it, and they're defending their title. And the Islanders are a tough team, so either which draw they would get potentially um, would be good. Um, and we're going to wrap it up there. I believe uh, Paula is at the Golden Wife on Twitter. I am at Vegas Fever Pod. Um, follow us, subscribe, listen, comment, all that good stuff. Give us some feedback. Tell us what you think. Uh, we'll talk to you guys next week and uh, have a couple of games in our belt from the series uh, against the Canadians yep. and the Golden Knights, and we'll. We'll talk to everybody then. So uh, until then, everybody uh, stay safe, have fun, enjoy.